Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. Uh, So we are on part five of the place called There, and I'm going to call this episode Your Place of Abundance. So I've been trying to answer a few questions, a few difficult questions on, you know, what the season looked like. And And I started off this series with talking about these questions, and hopefully I have been answering them. And, or, you know, questions like, how do I not just survive life and survive all the changes that are happening in the world over the last two and a half years? Um, can I do, um, can I go somewhere to be protected and to be blessed in these moments of upheaval? Is anything ever going to be normal again? Um, another question is, is my Christianity just pie in the sky or can I apply the promises of God right now in the nasty now? right now in the nasty now so the the question is are god's promises still yes and amen are they relevant to us is the goodness of the lord in the land of the living possible does he have a good plan for us still i want to bring to light a one of my favorite scriptures um found in ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 and once again this is called this this podcast today is called your place of abundance and finding your place of abundance. Yes, and I want to just answer one of the questions, and that is, yes, you can find a place where you don't just survive. You can find a place where where you are more than surviving, that where you are thriving, and not only being an answer to your own life, but being an answer to your your family and your, your children's lives and, your, and, and all the people actually in your spheres of influence. That's why it is really important that you get to your location in the spirit. I believe that most of you that are listening to me today are born again because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ and you accepting this and you went to the place called righteousness. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Being in him is a place. You are in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in you. So you are in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. You are in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is actually a place. Your spirit right now is in the kingdom. You are in the place called the kingdom of God. That's location number one. Location number two is, or, or it could uh, two and three could be vice versa, but according to the word of God. So anyway, let me just back up. Location number one is, are you born again? Are you in the kingdom? Are you in the spirit of righteousness? Are you in Jesus Christ? If you are, then you are in location number one, And that is the most important thing. Location number two is, are you being saved? So you are saved because you're you're now in the spirit. You're in the kingdom. You're in Christ. You've been born from above. You've been born from heaven. You've been born again. You've been born of the spirit. Now your soul, so your soul needs to be in locate in the proper location, and that is in the Word of God. Are you in the Word? Is the Word of God in you? Are you being transformed by the 
a word of God. Your spirit was trans was reformed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now your soul must get to the place of its transformation. You're in a process of transformation. That's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you listen. You go to church and you hear the preaching of the word of God because um, faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, but hearing comes by the preach, proclaim, prophetic word of God that proceeds from the mouth of a preacher. No one is saved unless a preacher is sent. You are saved in your spirit. Now you need to be saved in your soul. That's the washing, the regenerating of your mind. Because when you get to the place of your righteousness in your mind, when your soul is transformed, your will is now being fortified and your feelings are now being trained. The, this is what is happening now. You're, it's location, location, location. And there's actually a physical location that your whole spirit, soul, and body need to get to where their resources are being delivered, where the resources are being delivered. Are you in the place of God's obedience in your whole spirit, soul, and and body and that's what we're working on and if you can if you will just hear from the lord you give god today say this after me father god i am willing to be willing in jesus name father god i give to you my eternal yes ladies and gentlemen within your yes is your faith and your obedience are you in faith today are you walking in obedience today? And I, I want to share this scripture with you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 in the AMPC translation. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, okay? Then we were recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, born again, born from the Spirit, born from heaven, that we may do those good works which God predestined and planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Let me just read the second half of that. It says, taking paths. We got to take paths which he prepared ahead of time. There is a place, there is a path. There's a place where you can walk, that we should walk in them. That's what it says in Ephesians 2.10, that we should walk in them living the good life. Is there a place where you cannot just survive or maybe not survive in this season? Yes, there is. It's the pathway that God prepared ahead of time. These pathways, these places, like, like First Corinthians, sorry, First Kings 17, where Elijah had to go to the place called Cherith, for I am sending my ravens there. There is a place where God is sending supply, even if he has to send it through the world, the world system, even if, even if he has to send it through an evil person. He will get to you the supply, but you gotta be in faith. Faith is a place. Faith is a substance. Faith is something you can stand upon. Faith is something that you create to stand upon. 
you, when you're in faith and you're walking down the good paths, which God prearranged before time began, when you do this, you will live the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. There is a good path. Say, Father God, say this, Father God, where is my good path? And Father God, give me the grace to get on that path. Last week, I talked about um, the place of your divine protection and your um and this, and now we're going to be talking about your divine provision, but there is a path in which the eye of the vulture nor the paw of the lion has not tread upon. There is a path that the eye of the vulture, the eye of death has not seen. There's no death on this path. There's only goodness. There's only life on this path. And the, and the paw of the lion, the destruction, the paw of destruction is not on this path. It, it, so, ladies and gentlemen, you're saying, well, I don't feel that. Ask yourself, did I obey the last word that God gave to me to obey? Your strength to go on and go to that next level of pathway that God is trying to present to you is, is wrapped up in John chapter 4, verse 34. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. My meat, my gasoline, my strength, my, my, my ability to go on is to do the will and to finish his work. You want to finish strong? You got to do the will of the Father. What was the last thing he told you to do that you did not do yet? You got to ask yourself these questions. You got to take inventory. And if you can't remember, maybe you're, you're getting callous because you're, 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 I don't know, trauma or overwhelmed by the circumstances and nobody's bringing condemnation or shame or, or, or shooting shade your way. You need to ask God, God, give me a grace to repent. Give me a grace to be able to listen and hear and obey your word. Give me a grace to repent for the sins of omission as well. There are things that you're doing wrong. There are places that you're missing the mark and don't know you're missing the mark because of cognitive training, because of abuse or hurt or wounds or onslaught of the enemy. God is able to give you a grace to give you clarity on what to repent for and then get back on the pathway that he prearranged for you to walk upon. This is where the supplies are. You need to know this, ladies and gentlemen. We need to know. We need to take inventory. We need to look at our, li our lives. But ask God, where is our place called there afresh again today? So in these times where, where we don't know what to do, and, and um, I want to say to you, 1 John 2.20 says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. So I even catch myself when I say, I don't know what to do here, Lord. And, and immediately 1 John 2.20 comes to me and he says, you have an, Barry, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Or another translation is you, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know the truth. So I can know the truth in every situation. I can know what I need to know at the time that I need to know. I just got to trust him. Am I, am I in faith? And I'm, am I willing to be willing? Am I walking in obedience to the call? Romans 10, 7, Romans, um, oh shoot. 
where's that found? Um, it's just, oh, Romans. Uh, I'll have to find it, but I don't have time because I don't want to take time to look it up, but I'll quote it for you. The Bible says that all things work together for good for those who love God and that are called according to his purpose. All things work together. So cancer does not work together just because you, for your good, just because uh, you love God. Depression, demonic activity coming against your finances does not work for your good just because you love God. You need to know that you have to love God for to live successfully in this realm. You got to love God. Yeah, you got to be in this relationship with him. Yes, but you have to work according to and walking in obedience to his will for your life. All things work together for the good for those who are the called, who love God and are the called according to his purpose. Are you called according to his purpose and are you in the midst of your call if you're in the call you're in the place of your obedience and nothing can sustain attacks against you nothing can stop you nothing can delay you if you're in the call what you heard and you obeyed and, and, and now you're coming up against hard times. You have the resources. You just got to understand that you now must stand and in all things stand and keep decreeing and declaring the promises. Don't change your confession. Don't look at the circumstance. Don't keep your confessions strong. Stop looking at what you're going through and shift your gaze to who you're going to. Knowing that this problem too shall pass if you just stand and believe. The, the trials, the persecutions, the, the bears, the lions, the mountains, the giants, the serpents, and the scorpions are all going to be crushed underneath your feet if you're on the path of, of God in which he's called you to be upon. And if for some reason they stumble into and somebody's cursing, you and, and, and causing a target on your back because of jealousy or offense or whatever, understand this. You speak the word of God. You plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the curse words, command them to come down. You plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the, the, the demons that are giving a, a voice to humans and humans are listening. We don't curse the humans, but we plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the, the, the spirit of accusation, strife, envy, and jealousy. You, you plead the blood and you command them to come down because they have no place being face to face with you. When they try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, you plead the blood of Jesus Christ against them. You command them to come down. And then you just keep walking and then you crush them underneath your feet. So let me just... Uh, Read this in Genesis chapter 47, verse 27. Once again, um, we're, last week I was talking about the place of divine protection. And I want to tell you again, uh, and this is like a review preview, but it's also I'm adding a little bit more in on that before I get to the place of abundance. But we've been talking about abundance already in the place of abundance. And where do you get your abundance? And I'm going to get into a little bit more detail and build your faith by the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So your hearing is getting cleared. Can you hear the word of the Lord today? Come on. Somebody say yes and amen, sir. Uh, Genesis chapter 47, verse 27 says, So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, 
in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly. In the midst of the oppression, in the midst of the slavery, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the darkness on the people in Canada or the United States or wherever you're listening to, apparently I have a lot of followers in Uganda and, and, and different other places in Pakistan, but wherever you are, you are in the kingdom of God. If you're in the kingdom of God, you're in the place called Goshen, the place of drawing near. You've got to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And you, when you draw near to God and he draws near to you, because Goshen means drawing near. And, and they were the children of Israel, even underneath all of the attacks of the plagues that came on Egypt, none of those plagues hit Goshen. And even the last plague that came where the firstborn was killed in each family, the blood was applied to the portals of the dwelling places. And I want to tell you today, the blood has been applied to the portals of your dwelling place. Your body is your dwelling place. The Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. You are on the inside and the blood has been applied to your spirit. Accessibility has been granted and you are protected in the midst of economical downturn. You are protected in the midst of virus. You are protected absolutely protected. You will tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the evil one and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When does this take effect? When does Psalms 91 take effect? It's when you are in faith and you are in obedience. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in your place. You're drawing near to the Lord and he is drawing near to you and that's when proximity is power. And I'm telling you, if you are close to God, you are operating in the power to create a new economical system. You are able to hear from him wise and witty and ingenious ideas and produce wealth for not only your family, your people, your region, your nation, but perhaps the whole world might be shifted and changed because you decided to have the audacity to have hope in the midst of disparity. You, you, you desired and you stepped into your place of obedience and there you begin to receive the resources from God. I won't get too heavily into it right now in uh, Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, but it talks about how you were uh, baptized into Christ. You were baptized into his death. Therefore, in verse 4 of, of Romans chapter 6, verse uh, verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we sh also should walk in newness of life. For if we were united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. That word there, um, where, where you have united together, that word united actually is the Greek word sumphutos, which means united together through the whole process. So you are united together in, in Jesus's life, in his death on the cross, on his burial, 
and on his resurrection and on his ascension and in his seating down in victory, in rest and in righteousness. You are in that place because you're in Christ Jesus. So you are together with him through the whole process. But I don't feel that. Don't be guided by your feelings. Your feelings will line up when you renew your mind and you get to the location of the transformed mind. Your mind is a state and a place of being. This where you live out your life. The enemy and God are after one thing on for humanity after salvation, that's your soul. The enemy can't touch your spirit now, so he's after your soul and trying to make you as ineffective as he possibly can. And God is after your soul so he can create through you and flow through you. Bill Johnson says this, the supernatural flows through the transformed mind. Your transformed mind is a place in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let that mind be in you, your mind, in your mind, in the mind of Christ Jesus. And in that place is where you have clarity. And if you can have clarity of thought, you will have clarity of your speech and your declarations will begin to create moments of great deliverance for your spheres of influence. So let's just shift it just a slight bit and head towards um, uh, your place of abundance. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Jesus would always go to a certain place. In Luke chapter 2, verses uh, uh, basically 1 through, well, 13, I guess. But it's talking about the, the Lord's Prayer. And it says in, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, when Jesus was in a certain place. There's a certain place where you need to be. There is a right place where you need to be. There is a, a place where you habitually abide so that you can not only live in the Spirit, but also walk in the Spirit, where you can put on the Lord Jesus Christ and you can be in the Lord Jesus Christ, not only just in the Spirit. Your Spirit is not the only one that needs to be clothed with Christ. Your body needs to be encapsulized in the glory of God every day. I'm preaching to you the glory of God. I, I speak to the glory of the Father on the inside of you, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to well up within you and mantle you today and come upon you and flow forth from you and begin to protect you. There's a Lord drobe, there's a mantle that wants to come upon you, an individual spirit specific daily mantle that wants to come upon you each and every day. Every day has a different mantle of Christ uh, that wants to come upon you. That's a suitable suit of clothing that you can go to the place of God's wardrobe, God's wardrobe, and put on the mantle of that day. And that's what Jesus did when he would have to leave the disciples, leave the crowd, leave the masses, and go up into a place. And that's where you find in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went up, went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night 
in prayer to God. Now it came to pass in those days. In those days, Jesus would pull away and he would go up and into a mountain. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to another scripture that, that shows you a template of what happens and what, hap what happens to us and can happen to us, not maybe specifically um, all the characters involved, but there, there is a place where you can go every day and be empowered and be raptured and, being, and be clothed with the glory of the Father. And then you can come back down. Jesus would go up into the mountain and he would spend time with his heavenly Father. Okay, let's turn to Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Now, this is the famous scripture about um, transfiguration. It says, Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and his brother and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. Okay, this was right after Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19, where Jesus presented himself as the Christ in in and Peter got the revelation, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but this was revealed to you by my father in heaven. That's that the revealed there is the Greek word apocalypto, which is the, the, the pulling back of what was always there. Ladies and gentlemen, just before I go any further, you need to understand that the whole earth is full of the glory of the Lord. The whole, there is a dimension of the glory of realm of love that the whole world is full of right now you do not have to pray for the glory of god to come on the earth you need to pray that the whole world gets the knowledge of the glory of the lord there needs to be a revealing jesus when jesus would go up into his place i, I i've been talking about this for a while i don't know if i mentioned on this podcast but i've been preaching uh, um about this in these last few few months on how that you do not have to take your authority and you don't have to uh, um, labor for your authority. You got to step into your place of obedience and there will be your authority waiting for you. Your authority is waiting for you to step into your place and get clothed with the resources of heaven. So it was six days after uh, Jesus revealed himself as the Christ to his disciples. And he takes him up into a mountain and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said, Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish... Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But verse 5 says, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. And then the disciples heard it and fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. 
Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Arise and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. The Father said that day, Jesus is the one. Jesus is bringing the law of, of the Spirit of grace. Jesus is obliterating. Jesus is about to go to the cross and he's about to pay in, uh, uh, the, the cost of justification for mankind by his blood and body sacrifice. And the law and the prophets are passed away and Jesus is the one that you need to be listening to. Now, some people are going to have a hard time with that, but I want to tell you, I'm not a descendant of I'm not a descendant of Adam. I'm not a descendant of Elijah or Moses. I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. I'm under the love the love of God. I'm underneath the grace, the power of his resurrection. I'm I'm not underneath the law. I do not put myself underneath the law. I am not subjected to the law or the prophets. The, they have passed away. Jesus fulfilled the law in his flesh, and now we're under grace. And this grace is a place that we need to abide. And we need to stop going back underneath the law and saying, well, maybe I need to be circumcised or no, now I need to keep the 613 Levitical priesthood laws. I need to be a great Pharisee. No, that has been done away with. Paul the Apostle, the greatest mind in the New Testament, said to, said to us, he says, I, I consider everything dung compared to the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that is now our forefather. He is the firstborn of the many brethren. That is our lineage. That is who we clothe ourselves with. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for your flesh to fulfill its lust. Galatians 5.25 says, if you live in the spirit, come on, if you're, you're living in a place called the spirit, your spirit is living in a place called the spirit, the kingdom of God, the glory, love, love realm of God. You're living in that place. If you live in that place in your spirit, you should also walk in that place in your body, in your will, in, in your emotions, and in your mind. You need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to put on the glory of the Father. You need to walk in the spirit. You can be in two places, two dimensions, at the same time, actually, you can be more than one, two dimensions, but for the sake of, of, of this podcast, understand you can live in the spirit and you can also walk in the spirit in the physical realm. How In this place, I'm telling you, if you all have a regiment in the morning where you spend time, about an hour, can I get you some, some people, you need to spend two hours, maybe an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening and maybe 40 minutes some other time during the day, but stay tapped into the Father. Stay in close proximity. Stay in Goshen. Stay in that place of drawing near to the Father. And in this place, you are in the place of immunity. In this place, you're in the place of abundance. Oh my God, I think I've done it again. So anyway, he he would often times when I mean, I did it again, I've 
over preached <laughs> and I didn't get through all of the uh, substance that I wanted to get through about abundance so we're gonna have to do abundance uh, part two of part six of the place called there I don't know what I'm gonna title it but this is significant Luke 6 um, 17 and 19 Jesus would come down Jesus would go into a secret place he would get ministered to by angels and by the glory of the Father. He'd commune. He'd breathe in the rock Hakodesh. The holy breath of God would invade him and then overwhelm him and then encase him. And then he would be empowered. The Bible says he, he came down from the mountain, from that secret place. He came down with them and stood on a level place. Interesting, a level place. There is a level place after you spend time with your God, there is a level place that you can stand. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a level, there is a place where God is calling you, your ground, your promised land. When you come out of that high place because you set your mind on the things that are above, you're focused on where Jesus is sitting uh, where you are seated with him in Christ Jesus. When you focus on that and you spend time and proximity begins to be powerful because you begin to be much shocked in the presence of God from the inside out because you're, you're living up there. You're dwelling in the secret place. You're in that place. And now you got to come down and you got to come to the ground in a level place into your promised land and you will begin to distribute power. This is what Jesus did. He said he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd, his disciples and the great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. So Jesus would go up get filled up, must shock from the inside out because the kingdom of God is within you and there needs to be a supersaturation. Spend time with God enough where you're clothed with the glory of God every day. Some days you're going to feel it stronger than others, but you need to know when you walk out into the world, you've spent time with God because when you spend time in his word, you're spending time with him. When you're spending time in prayer, you're spending time with him. And he begins to clothe you. But you gotta not stay there. You gotta come down into your promised land, into a level place, the ground, the place where you're called to be, the place of your obedience. As Jesus would went up into a certain place and receive power, he came back down to a level place, came back down to his place and distributed power to the diseased and the tormented. Come on now. John 10, 10 says, it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life much more abundantly. Our experience in Christ is not just a moment, but an actual place. Once again, let me say this to you, some photos united together through the whole process, through the whole life, death, burial, ascension, and seating in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness, this is who you are. You are united together with 
Jesus Christ through the whole process. And now you are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. Ladies and gentlemen, the glory is a place in God. The realm of the glory realm of his love is a place that is now accessible for you to bring that into this realm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Next week, I'm going to I'm gonna have to quit right now. I'm not going to, I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to quit. I never quit, but I got to stop this because um, I want you to come back. I don't want to wear you all out in one week. <laughs> but Jesus started his whole ministry, and this is where I'm going to take off from next week. Jesus started his whole ministry and finished his whole ministry strong by demonstrating abundance. Jesus came to bring life and life much more abundant. God is all is a God that is effective. He's not efficient. If he was efficient, he wouldn't say things like all the diamonds, all the gold, all the water, all the timber. The whole world is, is not cannot be compared with one soul. Your value is, is so beyond all that you could ever ask or think. It's amazing the price that was paid for your recreation in Christ Jesus so that you could have accessibility to all the resources and love of the Father and be clothed with his glory and live in a place and walk in a place called heaven? You can walk in heaven on earth. Heaven is your place that you need to manifest like Jesus did and come back down and walk out into your workplace, walk out into your schools, and you will breathe heaven in the midst of the toxicity of the world, and you will release the glory of the Father. It is all potential because our God is an abundant God and has abundant answers for you and abundance waiting for you. And I'm going to get into that next week. Until now, Barry Miracle signing off from Wake Up Into Your Dream. Wake up into your dream. Wake up out of the nightmare of normality. You don't have any time for that. And all the people in your spheres of influence don't have time for you to spend time in the nightmare of normality. It's time for you to wake up into your dream and wake up into the potential of God's goodness in the land of the living. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca you can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>